welcome to Glass Half Full Toledo. I am here today with Katie Harris, who is a downtown Toledo lawyer with the Charles Boyk Law Offices, and we're sitting here in Plate One off of Madison Avenue. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, no problem, Kelly. Happy to be here. So full disclosure, I've known Katie since I was... Oh, what? Like 2000, I think? Yeah. Was when uh, we moved out infant, there. essentially. <laughs> so... Yeah, I mean, probably at least 15 years. Yeah. At yeah. least. She was not a lawyer the entire time. <laughs> no. Almost. <laughs> I was not a child prodigy. I was not, you know, that, that kid that went to Harvard at age... 14 or something. No. Yeah, that's fair. So yeah, I guess before we get into why we're here, a little bit about you would be great. Sure. Yeah, so like Kelly said, my name's Katie Harris. Kelly, you and I have known each other for a long time. I grew up in this area. I grew up in Sylvania um, and then moved out to where Kelly lived out west of there. We both graduated from Evergreen High School. I was 04. I think you were 06. 06. And then I went to the University of Toledo undergrad for my bachelor's degree. I got my degree in English, and then I went there for law school and graduated in 2011. I worked for a judge at federal court right after law school, Judge Knapp, and then I worked for two of the judges at the Common Pleas Court, um, Judge Zamuda and Judge Gary Cook. Uh, I have to say Gary Cook because there's two Judge Cooks at the Common Pleas Court. So <laughs> then I worked for an insurance defense firm, which, like I was telling you a little bit ago, is I was the person that gets hired when somebody's in a car accident and their insurance company hires an attorney to defend them. Um, and now I have moved onto the exact opposite side of that, and I now represent people who've gotten hurt in car accidents, dog bites, various other really bad injuries. Um, and things like that. So, you know, I love my job. I love Toledo. It's really weird. When I was in college, I thought that I just wanted to leave here as soon as I was done. But I went to this weird luncheon thing where they had a bunch of high-achieving people from the area go, and we listened to the mayor and some other guy talk about brain drain and, you know, the negative effect it has on the city when everybody who is a high achiever who wants to do great things, just gets their degree and then runs away and goes to live somewhere else and contribute to that society. And I sat there and I felt so guilty. <laughs> and it wasn't the, the whole reason, but I remember at that point was when I started shifting to think about, do I want to stay here? Yes, I do, because I think that the city has more to offer than people give it credit for. And I think we've definitely seen that over the past 10, 12 years that we're on an upswing. That is why I was excited to hear about your podcast and your blog with the glass half full idea. I think like I said to you, it's, it's a matter of perspective. So think about the ways we can make the city better and not the ways that we feel like it's dragging. Yeah, that's a little bit about me, I guess. Yeah, no, that's great. <laughs> so, okay, the reason we're here is because a bill was proposed earlier this week on Tuesday. My crayon version of this yeah. is essentially is that it's it's basically a salary history ban pretty yes. much right mm -hmm. you as an employer in Toledo you can't ask what you previously made in the job to base your current salary upon that figure right okay yep that's exactly right the pay equity act it was introduced by Toledo City Council members Nick Comives and Yvonne Harper and that's exactly what it is mm -hmm. it's uh, when you are applying for a job the potential new employer is not allowed to ask you what you were making at your old job. They're not allowed to ask about your prior salary. 
Uh, and the thinking behind this is that it will hopefully work towards eliminating what's called the uh, gender pay gap. The gender pay gap is the difference between what women make versus what men make. Right. Yeah. Statistically, a female 80 cents to every man's dollar. Correct. Yes. Yep. That's the nationwide number. So, not hyperbole. Actual right. fact. 80 yeah. cents for every man's dollar. That's right. So scary. yeah, we have, usually there's something called equal pay day, which is sometime in early April, I mm -hmm. think. So yeah. We missed it. But we're still in April. We're still so. in April. <laughs> I'm gonna say it was April 2nd or something like that. It's that's the date that women have to work until to make the same amount on average that men made in the prior year by December 31st. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're talking 80 cents on the dollar, that's, that's a big difference. Ohio is a little bit worse than that, it's 78 cents on the dollar, and Ohio is 14th worst, which, I mean, I'm an overachiever, so I don't like being 14th worst <laughs> in anything. Uh, but when you're talking about something that has the financial implications that this has, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a big deal. And it, it adds up over time. I looked into the numbers because it's important when we're talking about this to know that there's the overall gender pay gap, which mm -hmm. you know nationwide mm -hmm. is 80 cents on the dollar, but it's always worse for women of color. So for a black woman, um, black women are earning 61 cents on the dollar, and for Latina women, I think it's 50, 53 cents. So when you so talk, the gap just gets bigger. Yeah, I mean, when you're talking about that, okay, we're saying on average women have to work until the beginning of April to make it up. Well, if you're talking Latina women who are making 53 cents on the dollar, they have to work almost another entire year. And over, over the length of a career, the difference between what women are able to earn versus men is just, I mean, it's astronomical. It, mm -hmm. it adds up to millions of dollars in some instances. So Cincinnati passed a similar bill just this past March. Right. So we can't actually see if it's been effective. Right. In Cincinnati, and I don't know if our bill works this way or has the capacity to work this way, but there's really no, there's no punishment, aside from the fact that the employer is opening themselves up for a lawsuit. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's the way that it would probably work in Toledo, mm -hmm. too, is the penalty would be that you're at risk of a lawsuit. Now, one of the things that you might be able to do is look into the idea of class action type things where, so an, an individual lawsuit uh, if you were to say, Katie, hey, my, the, I was applying for this job and they asked me about my prior salary. Um, and I would say, okay, well, that's against the law, but there might not be a ton of value in mm -hmm. just one of those cases where with a class action, you might be able to pull a bunch of people together from the same company where the, the company's done the same thing over and over again and build it into a bigger case that could really make an, a negative impact for the company. Because, I mean, these guys are looking at their bottom lines mm -hmm. is what they're doing. And yeah. Until you get into a scenario where you're able to punch back at them with, with a number that's going to make them stand up and look around a little bit, then it's hard to get them to change their behavior. You mentioned kind of the tagline of all of it, right? Equal, equal pay for equal work. Right. Trying to bridge that gap. A lot of times you'll hear people say things like, women are choosing college majors that are not leading them to the careers where they can make a lot of money. But what the research shows is that that's not true. Because even when you have women who are getting bachelor's degrees, they're making about the same amount less than men who also have bachelor's degrees. And even with the advanced degrees, 
they're still making less than men mm -hmm. the same advanced degrees. So I, I'm a lawyer, we've talked about that a little bit. I want to say lawyers, women lawyers make 76% of what men make. I think physicians and surgeons with 71%, and then uh, financial advisors with something like 65%. Yeah. That's terrible. I know. And, and that's why I just wanted to bring it up because I, I can see the argument, okay, no, somebody who goes to school and becomes a preschool teacher is not going to make as much as a surgeon. I mean, that's just, we all know that. Right, it makes of course. Sense. Yeah. Um, but if you're choosing a lucrative field and still coming up short, that's right. That's a problem. Yeah, that's exactly. Problem. It is a huge problem. And, and these, these pay gaps exist at every level of attainment, and it it adds up to a lot of financial issues, financial instability. Women have a harder time paying their school loans back and women take out more school loans. So it just, it really is a snowball effect that year after year contributes to just this ever widening chasm kind of thing. So I was gonna initially gonna play devil's advocate. Yeah. In Cincinnati, two Republicans shut it down. No disrespect to Republicans. I was one. Yes, yeah, I mean, I, I was... Know, I think I was in college longer. when I met a liberal, so yeah. I mean, <laughs> right. Not I joking. Uh, so, yeah. But the reasonings were basically that it was just a slippery slope, right? Like, where does it end? The government interfering in private business. I'm much more... I'm, I'm pretty firmly liberal. I mean, not, mm -hmm. not pretty. Like, I'm, I'm firmly liberal now, mm -hmm. but that definitely... Yeah. It's been a, a journey to get there, so I remember other ways of thinking. And, you know, to people who are focused on the issue of this idea that women are, are picking different fields, I think those people just need to look at a broader range of research because the facts are there if mm -hmm. they're willing to, to reach out and find them. And like I said, the facts show that this is happening in every professional field, even at the highest levels. I mean, even, even women CEOs are making a quarter less-ish than what men are making in, as CEOs. And as far as where does this all end, I mean, God, hopefully it ends with equal pay for the same job. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. I mean, I, I understand the idea of wanting people to have some freedom in the way they run their businesses. Um, but asking them to pay. Asking them to be fundamentally fair to the women who are working for them. It's not a tall order. Exactly. Yeah. How did we get to this point? Sure. How does it come to this point? And like everything, it's a complicated thing. There's no one answer. One of the things is obviously women haven't been in the workforce as long as men. But there's other issues at play here. And one of those issues is that we are still facing these unconscious biases that exist and there's these subjective people don't even necessarily know that they've internalized these feelings or or approaches to looking at a situation but there's there's unconscious biases that lead employers to undervalue women and pay them less uh, regardless of how productive or skilled they are so we have that that leads to less money being offered to them, fewer pay increases, and things like that. The other thing that actually one of my law school professors, Nicole Porter, has written and presented on is that in general, women tend to not be as good at negotiating on their own behalf as men are. Uh, and, and that's in part due to internalized gender norms where 
we might feel very confident and be very assertive asking for something for our client, for example, or asking for something for a family member. But when it comes to asking for something for ourselves, we are socialized to feel that doing that is violating some kind of a gender norm and, and stepping outside of what's expected, to, to put it right. very basically. And not to make a blanket statement, but I think any woman that's ever purchased a car probably feels that way. Yes. You know what I mean? Because that's immediately what I thought of when exactly. you started saying that. Yeah, exactly. So you get this kind of double whammy of women are being undervalued by employers and then women are, are not being as assertive at asking for what they deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, and it all gets even more complicated because when women are assertive in asking for what they deserve, employers react differently to that than they react when men do the same thing. Where you get a man going in and asking for a raise and laying out the reasons he thinks he deserves it, he might be described as assertive and confident and he gets that raise. The woman might also go in and lay out her qualifications, what she's done for the company, why she feels that she deserves more money. While where the man was assertive and confident, the woman with the same behavior might be described more as aggressive and um, arrogant. Mm -hmm. So you've got these different attitudes towards men and women doing the same things and you get a situation where women aren't negotiating for themselves as often as when, and when they do, they're not as successful as men are. I kind of thought through a little bit of an example of how this pay gap plays out. Yeah, if that yeah. And, and I was just playing around with it because, you know, I'm curious. I don't, I've worked with men all my life. I've never talked about salary with them before, so I've never known what I make in comparison to people who are on the same basic level as me as far as what we're doing and when we started. I should say, in the government jobs that I've had working for the judges, all of the government jobs are on a pay scale where you come in, you make the same amount no matter who you are, no matter um, whether you're male, female, anything like that. Um, it's because it's just based on how many years of experience you mm-hmm. have. So those jobs, I know I was making the same as yeah. <laughs> if somebody came in with the same years of experience as me, I know that we were making the same amount of money. That's not the case in private practice, and it's weird. You don't, you don't really want to just knock on your coworker's door and say, "Hey, by the way, I'm making X. Are you? Yeah. Are that's... you making? Are you making X plus twenty percent? Like, that's just weird, right? It doesn't happen. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> and and sometimes I felt like I didn't want to know the answer to it, to be honest. But that's one of the reasons I thought through. Well, what what does this mean over the long term for people? Um, so I want to just, here's my example, is you've got uh, a man and a woman doing the same job at the same company. Uh, the man is making $50,000 a year. Based on the pay gap of 80 cents to the dollar, the woman is making um, 20% less than him, so she's making 40. So we've got two people doing the same job, the woman's making 40,000, the man's making 50. There is a company interested in hiring the man away from that job to go work for them instead. They interview him and ask him, what are you making? And he tells them that he's making $50,000 a year. They think, uh, company A, we'll call them, thinks that they can probably hire the man if they offer him 20% on top of what he's making. So they go, okay, you told us you're making 50, uh, we'll offer you $60,000 a year. 
man's like, oh, that's great. That's exactly what I think I need in order to come work for you. I'm really excited. Let's do this. He goes off. He's making $60,000 a year now. Um, the woman is being pursued by a different company, Company B. And they interview her and ask her, well, what are you making at your current job? And she tells them, I'm making $40,000 a year. And they also think, okay, if we offer her 20% on top of that, she'll probably be happy and come work for us. 20% on top of $40,000, um, they're like, okay, well, we'll, we'll offer you $48,000 to come work for us. And she says, great, that's awesome. That's 20% more than I was making before. That's a really good increase. So yeah, I'm going to come work for you. So these two people who are doing the same job have gotten, have moved on to the next level of their career. The woman is still making less than the man was making at his first job, even though they've both gotten the same increase. And that keeps happening mm -hmm. over and over and over again until at the end of a 40-year career, she looks back and realizes that she's earned so much less than she would have if she had just been a man. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's pretty startling as, yeah. as somebody who's working hard trying to really excel in a career. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, to think about the way this, this affects people and um, that's with the Pay Equity Act, taking out that question of what are you making now mm -hmm. means that hopefully employers are not basing their offers on numbers that are arbitrarily low for women. Right, if exactly. that makes sense. I do have some stories. Oh, do tell. <laughs> but I, have, I was going to say, I have two stories. One is about a job interview and one is about a job offer. Uh, different places. So the job interview, this was years ago. I wanted to get out into the world and start making a career for myself, a name for myself, things like that. I was looking. I would interview when I saw stuff come up. And there was a firm that advertised a job and I, I went to interview for it even though I wasn't sure the actual job would be a perfect fit. It was more like, like I was just ready. Ready to fly, ready to get out into the world. <laughs> so I go in and it's, it's going great and I go to meet with one of the partners and we have a great chat. He's looking at my resume and is talking about my qualifications and he thinks they're really good. Um, and you know, one thing as women that I think we need to be better about is acknowledging when we are super qualified. So yeah, I mean, I was really well qualified for the job. <laughs> um, and you know, he, he talks about that and he goes, oh, and you've got a great personality too. Some of these brainiacs come in and they're just really dull, which I know sounds kind of mean, but that's what he said. And he's like, okay, great. You know, this is going super well. He likes my qualifications. He likes my personality. We're clicking. This is just really good. And then he goes, you know, women have to work harder in this job than men do. And I just, it's weird, I, I felt um, this knot kind of in my stomach yeah. just a little bit. And I felt weirdly hot, like overheated and uncomfortable, but I, I don't know. I wish, when I look back on it, I, I wish that I could say I had this great, like, Oh, okay. heroic, Everyone has those lists. Like, I wish I had had this great, like, heroic feminist moment where I was like, no, that's unacceptable that you would say that or expect more of me yeah. than your other employees and walked out. But no, I Big mistake. Huge. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I still wanted the job. So I did what I feel like we're 
what we're just like conditioned to do mm -hmm. and I kind of took a breath and I smiled and I, I said something dumb like you know I I don't agree with the fairness of that but I understand the way the world works and I'm willing to do whatever it takes to succeed in this job. I was willing to do what it took to excel. Um, even though he had just told me that meant that I needed to work harder than a man needed to to excel, which seemed fundamentally just horribly wrong. Um, so I go through the interview and yeah, that was, that was that. I mean, just the fact that somebody, first of all, that anybody would say that in a job interview, right. but that a lawyer would say that in a job yeah. interview. I mean, are you kidding me, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, so I didn't get the job. <laughs> and honestly, I, I'm so glad because I would have taken it and I would have been completely miserable. <laughs> um, but yeah, they uh, they did hire a guy. Um, Go figure. Right. I mean, I don't, and here's the thing. I don't know the guy they hired. Right. I can't even remember his name or what he looks like, but I had a feeling they would. Like, I don't know how his qualifications line up to mine. I'm sure he was eminently qualified for the job. But what I do know based on the pay gap is that he is probably making more than he would have. More than I would have. Yeah. Yeah, right? So, and what I know is, what I know based on what the partner told me, is that he doesn't have to work as hard as I would have. <laughs> yeah. So there's this guy somewhere who's making, who's making more than I would have and he's working less. I would have had to work harder to make less money. I mean, how is that yeah. fair, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> It's like you, you picture, okay, now we're going to fast forward through a few years. Okay. Like, <laughs> that's staying in there. Uh, I think that's fair. <laughs> I, was at, I was in the private sector uh, working. Um, have you ever been at a job that you're happy at, but you think you could be more happy? Yes. Yeah. Um, that we all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that is where I was at where out of the blue, this attorney that I knew and I really liked, um, just, I got into work one day and I had an email from him that said, hey, I don't know if this is something you would ever think about, but would you consider coming and working for me? And I was like, um, yeah, I've been hoping you would ask this for like a year. Um, I didn't say that because, you know, don't want to seem desperate. Yeah, yeah, keep your cool. Keep your cool, Katie. Um, I was so excited, like, so excited. And it got to the point where all we needed to do was I needed to kind of lay out some some more of my background, because he knew me from one job, but he didn't, he'd never seen my resume or anything like that. He just knew that he liked me and thought I was a good lawyer. But I was like, okay, so I'm gonna have to do something that I've never done before, which is I have to make a salary demand. And I had no idea what to do. <laughs> And I think, like I think, a lot of people are in that position. You yeah. brought up the car thing or the shopping for a car thing Very earlier. Very similar, just the opposite way. How can I get this down to a number that is acceptable for me? And, yes. And when you have to make a salary demand, it's well, how do I ask for enough money to that will work that'll yeah. work for me? And I was in a place where I knew I was worth more than I was currently earning. Mm -hmm. But as far as figuring out how much do I ask for, I don't. <laughs> I had no idea. Mm -hmm. like, I don't know how to do this. Nobody teaches you. Among the many things that they don't teach you in law school is how to ask for what you're worth or even figure that out. <laughs> I, I looked at my current salary, my past ones, 
Um, I looked at how much I'm paying in school debt every month. I looked at my other expenses. Like, what do I think is going to be a number that I think is fair for how hard I work and, you know, will, will help me go farther along paying my debt off and things like mm-hmm. that. I came up with a number that I thought would work and then I typed up this letter setting out my qualifications and what I thought I would bring to the firm and my salary demand, which I actually made a little higher than what I really wanted because I figured, you know, that we yeah. have so that way he can like talk you down if, if he needs yeah. to. Yeah. yeah, we can go back and forth and we can end up at or close to what you want. I wanted. And I hit send and then I was like, oh God, did I ask for too much money? <laughs> Right? Because I'm like, I know he wants to hire me, but what if I'm just way off base? Like, what if I've, what if I've been ridiculous and I just, I'm going to screw this up somehow and I'm not going to get to go do what I really want to do. So like a, like a child, I was terrified to check my email. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't. I was terrified. I couldn't check it. <laughs> so... You know, I, I just suffered through an entire day. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, I checked it Sunday morning. And I had an email that was... He's usually pretty succinct, but it was a longer email than I usually see from him just by glancing at it. I was like, oh, God, what does it say? The beginning of it was great. He goes, you know, I, I agree with everything you said about your qualifications and what you would bring to the firm. I think you'd be great. And then gets to the point where he says, the only thing that I disagree with is your number. It was one of those weird moments where you, like, you just read one thing and then you don't read the rest. What it actually said, though, was I don't agree with, the only thing I don't agree with is your number, because I think you're undervaluing yourself and I think you're worth more. Wow, that did not go the direction I thought (laughs) it was going to go. It didn't go the direction I thought it was going to go. That's amazing. It is amazing. He, so yeah, I mean, obviously I said yes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And have been just incredibly happy, but I think about it a lot, and especially in connection with this pay equity thing Mm -hmm. and the gender pay gap, because I told you, I thought about my prior salaries when I put together my salary demand. Yeah. And how many people are going to look at a salary demand and say, well, I know this is all you've asked for and I could just pay you this, but you're worth what, just picking random numbers like what you asked for plus 10% or something yeah. like that. How many people are going to do that? Right. Uh, I mean, luckily for me, at least one. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully with something like the Pay Equity Act, where they're not allowed to ask what you've been making before, it takes those arbitrarily no- low numbers out of the equation entirely. So we can work towards bridging that gap with a system where you are evaluated and compensated based on your actual skills and your merit versus you know, these low numbers. Mm-hmm. And I think that just makes sense. So I hope it passes. It could come to full council vote as early as next month. It would still take 365 days to sure. fully take effect. Right. But no complicated problem is going to get fixed overnight with one thing. Exactly. And if we don't try something, then we don't know if it works. Right. Um, exactly. And, and I guess I get frustrated sometimes when people are like, oh, well, we can't do that because it won't solve the whole problem. Well, 
okay, but will it solve part of it? Yeah. <laughs> Can yeah. we take a little step forward at least mm -hmm. here? And I think this will give us a chance to do that. So I, like I said, I, I really am happy to have seen it introduced. I hope that I hope that it passes and would look forward to seeing the, the good results from it. And hopefully it can be an inspiration to other cities. Cheers. Well, you heard it here first. Thanks for listening. Katie, thank you so much for coming on. Until next time.